This is the Copper Crab Podcast. I am Cheney Crab. Naveen Copperweiss coming at you. Live on Twitch. Live on Twitch. If you would like to hang out with us live on Twitch, like all of our cool Golden Lobster friends do, then you can do it on Tuesday nights at 6.30 Central Standard Time. Because that's what time it is here in Nashville. Uh, We're going to be taking... I have this written down in my notes. Literally, we're going to be taking a sabbatical from from the live streaming on tour when we go on tour in about three weeks. Um, Because we're going to be in Europe. Because we're going to be in Europe. And then we'd have to get up at like freaking six in the morning. I don't know. It would suck. What time would that be? Look into that. Uh, I think we'd do it. It would be forward. So it'd be like two in the morning that we'd do it. That would kind of be cool. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, maybe we should consider it. Um, So, yeah, you guys should check out our new song. I'm the Void. It came out about two weeks, three weeks ago at this point. Doing pretty well. Uh, make sure to pre-order our new album. It's called Time Will Take Us All. It comes out on March 3rd. And yeah, we're really freaking proud of it. So go and pre-order it. We'll put the link in the description. Um, go and do that. It's on Bandcamp. It's everywhere. We've got an upcoming European tour with Archspire, Cycroptic, and Benighted. You can find the dates on any of our social media pages if you're in Europe and you fancy that, then go and check those out. Um, also, or the, if UK, you're in the UK, and you fancy it. which is not a part of Europe anymore. So, UK, right? Yeah, yeah. That's okay. what all the fuss was about. Thought so. <laughs> <laughs> not a political <laughs> podcast, by the way. No, I just don't actually know. I was just checking. Um, and also, we just announced a <clears throat> U.S. tour today, which oh, is yeah. we're going on tour with Whitechapel. They're going to be playing the Valley in full, which is coincidentally the album that naveen played drums on this so go true. naveen um and with yeah. arch spire and signs of the swarm so we announced a bunch of u.s dates today you can find those on any of our social media pages uh yeah hit us up on discord if you have any questions for the podcast as usual and you guys can also email us coppercrabpodcast yeah, yeah. at gmail.com I know not everyone knows what the hell a Discord is. I wouldn't know what it was if it weren't for Harrison. I wouldn't go on it. I don't just go on real. it. <clears throat> it's hard to get a hold of me. But also the Copper Crab uh, hotline. You can also call in, leave a message. You won't be live. It's not embarrassing. You don't even have to say your name, who you yeah, are. You, you can, can be like caller, except you won't be live. Yeah, caller. Uh, what's the number? It's uh, 426... <laughs> Naveen has no idea what the number is. It is. I believe it is 420. It is 615 420. 420. That's where I got it. I'll find it. Uh, Google voice. Oh, that's hilarious. So we decided today that we're doing an episode that's like, you know, we're mixing Twitch in with the podcast episode. And all that that really means is that Twitch is right here on my phone and I can see the comments that everyone is making. And it's a little more, like, relaxed, I would say. I'd say on the Twitch, we're more hanging out. We're interacting right. with the Golden Lobster community a totally. bit more. Totes. Whereas when we're doing the quote-unquote podcast, I think we're trying to be a little more on. <laughs> yeah, that's right? when we're serious. Yeah, that's, that's when, when we don't joke around and we're trying to share knowledge. Okay, the number is 615 420 Once again, that's 615 420 So I was off. 
You're a little off. I got the 420 part and the area code. Good job. Uh, I still can't remember the other four numbers, and you just said them. So. 7342. Okay. So, yeah, Seven, call that. 7342. Oh, it has a cool pattern. If you look at it on a keypad, 7342. 615-420-7342. You can remember things a little easier if you sing them. True. This is a stone cold fact. But um, so today is sort of a momentous day uh, as I have succumbed to the dark side. Mm -hmm. And I am drinking an alcoholic beverage. That's right. If you guys can believe that. Party Boy is back in action. So it has been three months. You better hit that. What the? Oh, shit. So I'm not on the right page. Breaking news. Yeah. So I'm, uh, we're, we're over three months deep. In sobriety. Well, I am. Cheney, I don't know. Excuse so you? Uh, I Let me clear this up. I stopped drinking on the same day as Naveen. And you had some drinks on my, when my dad was here. However, when Naveen's dad and his wife came, I had about... There were three or four times where I had one shot of vodka. Still counts. Over multiple days. Wait, and well, actually, I, mean, I think I had a counts, white claw well, at the that, White Chapel If that show. counts, then I've been sober for four months because I did sober October. Mm-hmm. Then we drank once at Travis's wedding, and then I, see, I'm so I'm counting it from the wedding, I'm not counting okay. the whole sober October that I did. Oh, you're not counting. Well, I'm not yeah, counting you can't that. Can't count that. Sure. So this is over three months from Travis's wedding, and I don't know. Something just got into me, and I said, you know what, guys, let's crack a truly because we have today? some trulys. I don't know. Yeah. Just totally random. So how do you feel? I feel pretty good. You know, what's the... I feel all right. I don't really see what the the fuss is about. I could kind of go without it, to be honest. I'd rather have a sandwich. You're talking as far as calories go. No, just a sandwich sounds pretty good now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so yeah, I feel you. Drinking has its time. Like, it's fine. But it's also fun. It's, I think it's important... In fact, if you find yourself drinking maybe every weekend or, you know, however much, it is important every so often to take a little yeah. bit of time off. <laughs> yeah. You know? I think r- I'm an extreme person. Mm-hmm. So in my mind, I'll be like, oh, I'm never going to drink again. You know, like, and that's how my mind works. Right. But I think a more healthy way to be would be, I'm just going to have a couple drinks here and there. Totally. But we'll see what happens. I enjoy doing that. And I, I actually notice a difference in the way that I look. I'm less bloated, obviously, if yeah. I'm not drinking. Um, That's the thing. It's so bad for you. It's well, really one of the worst things you can do. Yeah. I mean, I'm also one of those people who, if I have a hangover in any capacity, I'm a total baby and I will stay in bed all day and I'll order whatever food comes to my mind and I'll just, you know, smash and that'll happen once a week. So it's like, and it kind of ruins a few days after that too, because I'm never at 100. Yeah. No, it's, but I'm not going to lie. And um, I have to admit, I kind of like those days. Me too. Me too. Because <laughs> we like did. It's like this excuse to just lay in bed and eat fattening food and feel sorry for yourself. Yeah. It because, feels good. Because we have had like maybe one or two days when we've done that. Uh, that sober hangover. That we're sober. Yeah. Not quite as fun. It's not the same because you're kind of like, I could just get up and do some stuff. Right. 
you feel like lazy at that point. So uh, before the show, um, Ben Towels or Tolls is what <laughs> as we re- lovingly call him. Ben, ben Towels. He texted me and informed us that uh, Artificial Brain is playing on Friday. Where? It's at Dark Matter. No freaking <laughs> yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! So Who is going, it with? Harrison, you coming? Yeah, absolutely. yeah. Harrison's. If you don't go, I'm gonna punch you in your face, Harrison. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I wonder who it's I with. I won't punch you. That is so cool. Anyway, if any if anybody's in the area, if any golden lobsters want to come hang out, we're going to be there. Yeah. Let's do a meetup. For those of you who don't know who RDB is. Uh, RDB. Dan, yeah, we call them RDB. Sorry. <laughs> we toured with them. Uh, it was our second tour. It was us, RDB, Black Dahlia, Iron Reagan, and Goat Whore. And I look, I remember that tour I, I loved that tour, but we also, the tour before that, we did with Revocation. And at the time, Dan, uh, who is the guitar player, and I think he like writes most of the stuff for Artificial Brain. He was the guitar player of Revocation, so we toured with him for like a year. And uh, those guys fucking rule. If you're into like dissonant, weird, crazy chords, Artificial Brain is seriously where it's at. I'll definitely be there. It's Artificial Brain Cross Spitter. And Pelagius. All right. I've never heard of them, but I'm stoked to go. That's going to be fun. That's going to be really fun. It's going to be a hoot. It's going to be a total hoot nanny. So we will be there. If anybody else wants to come and hang out, you know, uh, that would be cool. I'm actually so excited. Yeah, seriously, you guys roll out. I mean, I don't know if any of you are near here, but roll out to that show. Some people are. Simpler in here. Oh, Chris. Chris is talking. We played the small room at the old venue Backstage Live in San Antonio. Is that where the... I think that that was the night that I stole beer. Was it in San Antonio? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Oh, man. That was a really fun show. You're going to be in trouble again, Chaney. I'm never going to do that again. I would never do that. Why don't you tell the story for those who don't know? A copper cla- crab classic. I really don't want to tell this story. See, this story is why drinking like, is bad. Yeah, this is why drinking is bad. Okay. Uh, second tour. <coughs> oh. Got really drunk with the artificial brain guys. <laughs> got really drunk with them. Um, thought it would be a good idea to take a case of beer from, I don't know where I got it, like backstage. They or had something. them like all stacked up. It's yeah. kind of similar to if you go use the bathroom at. Uh, grocery store they'll have like all the beer in the back stuff stacked up back there and it was like that i took one and i was drunk and ran out to naveen and i was like here you need to hide this and they came out and asked naveen for it and you gave it back no yeah i was like sober yeah naveen was like they came out they're like she stole some beer and i was like oh man i'm really (laughs) sorry and i gave it to him back no no, i think i paid i paid him for it oh i gave him okay I don't know, a lot of money. Probably way more than what, yeah. yeah, it was. And they were pretty bummed about yeah, it. Yeah, that was honestly like one of my um, least favorite moments because I feel so goddamn bad about doing that. And I cried after and I apologized profusely. <laughs> I did. And then we got in trouble. We got a talking to. We got a talking to and I apologized to everyone on yep. the tour. But you know what? Sammy from Goat Hort, this is like my, sh- or wait, no, it was, was it Sammy <laughs> or Ben? One of them the next day. They were all about it, dude. <laughs> one one of them the next day. So I'm kind of glad this happened. They were like, you know, I knew I was going to like you, 
but I didn't know I was going to fucking love you <laughs> and gave me a huge hug for they doing it. They thought it was like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> they thought it was the coolest thing ever. So I was like, all right. I mean, I feel really bad, but the venue got paid back and Goat Whore loves me because yeah. of it. So win-win, you know, it's a win-win. Situation. All right, let's go to the honky tonk, dude. I'm feeling pretty loose now after this one. Truly. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Honky tonk time. That is on Tuesdays, right? The lion dancing? Yeah. I don't think so. No, yeah, it's, it's Tuesdays. It's Tuesdays. Oh, is it? All right, let's go. Fuck it. Oh, dude. I've never done it. Where's Mark Lewis? We got to get him to go. He's probably down. But yeah, so, uh, damn. Oh, um. Chris said that place closed, though. Yeah. So rest Sorry, in I peace. I had a comment that I wanted to bring up here. You know what? Uh, you know who else I met uh, that night? Who'd you meet? Sorry. Kevin Talley. That's right. He was there. Kevin Talley was at that show. Astral Guitar says, does Harrison have a stud for his nose? Because he should. Um, Oddly enough, the guy just got his nose pierced two days ago. Well, but it's a boring one. It's a septum. It's still not, close it's enough. It's not what I have. I know. Still amazing though. That that comment was in there. Kind of random. Oh wait, it's not. Where I'm confused. What they didn't just say it as a direct reference to us talking about is. Oh, were we talking about it on the show or on the pre-show? On the pre-show. The pre-show. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, right, 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 right. They're in there. They're in there. All right, fail. All right, so fail. confused. Naveen, fail there. You know, so I've listened to a lot of podcasts and I've noticed that there are kind of different kinds of podcasts and some are super informative and some are funny. And I like ours to be a nice cross or they're, you know, they're not, I'm not saying we're funny, but it's like playful joking and around yeah. and stuff. And I like ours to be a nice cross <sighs> between the two. I really love that about our podcast. I really yeah. love like the golden lobster community and all of that stuff. I'm hella proud of it. Yeah, I know. Me too. And I, I like that we, uh, I think we're just trying to be honest on here. Yeah. You know? That's mm -hmm. what Evan said a long time ago. Honesty is armor. That's so freaking true. And I think that a lot of people's problems in life are because they're not being honest. Yeah. That's actually... With themselves. Yeah. I mean, about a lot of things, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I was Let that sink in. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take a deep breath over that. Yeah, it's really true. No, I mean, seriously, like when you have uh, a lot of people's anxieties or just problems that can arise are just due to you not taking an honest look at what's really going on and not wanting to deal, deal with it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that's a hard thing to do sometimes. Totally. I think that it's, I mean, I know that it's really important to do that, to try to be honest with yourself. Not that I'm completely honest with myself <laughs> all the time, but. You know, I'm not totally. Yeah, you know, that's why we put things out of our minds. You know, like, oh, I'll deal deal with that later. Yeah, I don't want to. I can't deal with that. Throw it on the later base. Exactly. So that's what we try to try to be honest about uh, everything that we can around here. Yeah, that's true. You know, from everything from being in a band to like normal life, and which I guess being in a band is kind of normal life for us, but. Just all the stuff that happens behind the scenes of being in a band and that it's not all like this crazy rock star thing, but it's also not unattainable. Like if you are out there and you have this dream to play music, it's totally attainable. If you want it bad enough and you work for it, then it's something that you can totally do. And yeah. I think that that is also a, a point to our podcast. 
That's because right. there can be like this smoke screen in front of the whole being a band and touring and doing, you know, making music, being on a label that makes it seem like it's a million miles away and you're never going to achieve it. But you really can. Well, that's part of the, di- that's part of people not being honest. They're trying to create this facade. Yeah. This illusion that they've you know transcended everybody else. Right. That's not really the case. We just, for me personally, I just like making music. I like playing drums. Mm-hmm. And that was always enough for me to keep me going. Yeah. Day to day, today, today, today. Right. Because <clears throat> I'm not really thinking. I don't really think about tomorrow that much when it comes to music and uh, playing drums and being creative. Because why would I? I'm having so much fun right now. Yeah. Yeah, there's no, like, master plan to it. Yeah, I just didn't stop, and one thing will lead to another. Oh, absolutely. And even if, I think it is really, really of the utmost importance to find the thing that you like to do where you're not thinking about, what am I going to get out of this? Yeah. You know, it's just doing the thing is what you're getting. And for me, obviously, that's making music. I've always done it i would do it for free i would do it if i had to pay to do it i mean that's what i like to do oh yeah me too so i think you will find that in common with a lot of uh people who have you know so-called made it or whatever it's because they are um absorbed in what they do yeah and each day is a is a is fun to do that yeah yeah it's fulfilling in and of itself we were sort of talking about that this week and like you know trying to because things come along for instance I've been into music like my whole life but there are hobbies and things that come along and you sometimes think you know what would it be like if I followed that thread if I like got way into that thing and put all of my attention there but none of that stuff ever really has stuck for me except for music right and that's why I know that it's what I'm supposed to be doing because it's the one thing like it's so easy to get an interest and get sort of into it um but muse and and then just like fall out of it but music has never been like that for me like I've never not been obsessed and just like totally into it and that's why I feel like it's why why I'm on the right path exactly and I think when you find that thing, you feel at ease doing it mm-hmm. yeah. because when we do things that aren't like that, it causes a bit of stress, right? So totally. if I'm going to work somewhere and I'm doing it for the sole purpose of making money, I'm stressed out about it because I'm like, you know, what if this th- certain thing doesn't go right, then I don't get this type of money back or the result that I'm looking for. Whereas with music, I'm already winning. I'm just playing music. I'm making music. It's always a win. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. Obviously I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that I'm like a monk about it and I never am stressed about the results of what's going to happen with, uh, the business side of the band. Well, I think that's the nature of getting into it in that way. That's the nature of making your band into 
a business. I know that that's like a dirty word. None of us want to say that our bands are business because that's not how we look at it. It obviously is an art, but at a certain point, there's money coming in, there's money going out, and you kind of, you, you have to play the game like it's a business just to be smart about keeping it going forever. And so that's just the nature of, you know, getting into playing music professionally. So that stuff, unf- you know, unfortunately and fortunately comes along with it. Yeah. Well, it's like you have the, there's like the total purity part where you're absorbed in the art of it and each day is um, fulfilling in and of itself because you're not worried about tomorrow. You're not worried about the result of what you're doing because you're absorbed in the, in the thing. But we live in a world that we have to, we require certain um, resources in order to keep going. Yeah. So it does require a certain amount of strain in that field. And the reason why that, like I said, the reason why it's stressful to do the business side is because I'm not doing the business because I love it. Right. Yeah. No. Uh, you know, totally I'm not. not doing, I'm doing the business because I have to, to keep going. Yeah. So those, those are the difference between the two things. Yeah. Jake scrap pile just brought up a good point, which is never that he's never disappointed with the money in music because he already knows that we're not making any. It's totally true. Naveen says this all the time that something that you told your mom when you were a teenager is don't worry, mom, I'm not going to make any money doing this. Yeah, I'm never going to make any money. Yeah. Doing it, so. So, having said that, I mean, Chaney and I, we do make money off of music. I mean, our main income is the band. So, we have made it work. I mean, we're, we live a, I would say, compared to, um, compared to if her and I had, like, you know, full-time regular careers, we'd you know, have a lot more stuff. Yeah, way more stuff. But we don't want a lot of stuff. Well, I think... So it's perfect for us. A part (laughs) of this whole thing is that you kind of have to be somewhat of a non-materialistic person in order to succeed in a touring environment. Because just think about it like on the most basic level, we're in a van or in any kind of vehicle. It doesn't matter what kind of vehicle you're in. That's right. The most that you can take with you really is like a suitcase. Otherwise, everyone's getting pissed at you because you have too many things. So on that very basic material level, we can't have a lot of attachment to things because we can't take anything with us on the road. So like you have to learn to live as not as a really not materialistic person. And that's honestly one of the things that I was totally attracted to when I um, found out about underground music. Um, as time went on, I kept going. I wanted to go deeper and deeper to the least amount of materialistic shows. You know, I wanted to go to the shows that were in a basement. Yeah. With oh. no, you know, production. Quote, oh, man. I wanted yes. to go to a place where there wasn't a backstage where the bands were just hanging out selling their merch. Totally. You know, I always was super attracted to that because it was obvious that they were doing it for the right reason. Yeah. Whereas you have this idea of people the, the, like the rock star idea that was like popular in like the eighties and the nineties. 
and a lot of my parents' friends and, you know, like kind of older, that generation, when I was young, 14, 15, going to shows, you know, they, I was going to like hardcore shows, underground shows, and they would kind of say like, oh, you know, that, you're into this thing that's so, there's so much like drugs and this, that, and the other thing. It's such a, like a materialistic thing, you know? Yeah. And I was just like, you don't know the half of it. You know, you don't know what we're doing. We're going to like these like straight edge underground (laughs) shows that are like, they're selling books and stuff at these shows. Right. And so I was always really attracted to that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So I never thought that we would be, I never thought that any metal band would be where they are now. Oh my God. Me either. I went and saw when I was 16, Dying Fetus in front of probably 20 people, maybe. And it was like one of the best nights of my life because you don't have any doubts. You're like, they don't care about making money. They're not, obviously they can't make that much money off of 40 people being here. So it just has such a pure quality to it. Oh yeah. And that's what I love about it. That's like the ego that you're saying is associated with all of those materialistic things stripped away. You're watching a band in a room of 15 people. How can you have an ego? How can anyone have an ego in that situation? And that's like the best. That that was the best part of it for me as a kid. No one had an ego. They were playing music because they felt like they were a vessel for this music. And they were just out there trying to like do their thing. When you choose to play metal, you're not choosing to make money. We all accept that about this. And I agree with you. It's like, I didn't even think that bands, like for me, Slipknot was like the biggest band in the world and they were playing like the House of Blues type venues and stuff like that. And that to me was like way beyond my wildest dreams of what I ever thought that my band could do. Yeah, right. We're never playing stuff like that. I mean, when I played at that, so that place that I was talking about where I saw a dying fetus in front of whatever, 20 or 30 people. Maybe there was 40. I don't know. Anyway, it was a small amount. Uh, that was the Pound in San Francisco, which was like kind of a legendary metal venue back in the day. This was in 2001. And uh, I mean, when I played there, when Animosity played there, I was like, that's it. I made it. You know, like oh, I, yeah. I, that was my mm-hmm. goal to just play on that stage. Yep. And it's pretty much been downhill since then. <laughs> I remember that my goal I, I can't talk about the show yet I will when it's announced but we're playing a place that I went to like I saw I don't know Chimera and Six Feet Under and Crisis and all of these bands that I really gave like cared so much about when I was a kid at this venue and I still haven't been able to go back and play it and it's a really small venue but it's just like that sentimental quality to me that to me is going to be making it what's that venue uh, it used to be called Harry Mary's and oh, now yeah, it's yeah. called lefties. Yeah, okay. But you know, I had the same experience at house of bricks. Um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, yeah, that's so like, I, don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with playing big shows. Oh, I no, think that's cool. But I do what I, what I want to do is promote that vibe. Yeah. And tell people about that. You know, outwardly, because that was outwardly spoken at these shows that I went to. Mm-hmm. These underground bands would come through and they would be like, there's no rock stars at these shows. Totally. We're playing on the floor. We're playing with you guys. 
And so that's the same type of vibe that I'm trying to put out there. Me too. You know, I'm not trying to think that I'm better than anybody because I'm on the stage and they're not. Never. Yeah, that's, Never. We're just people who are lucky to be like, we're yeah. just like, you know, I just can't believe it. Anytime that we're on a stage, I can't believe that I'm still playing shows. I remember Derek Ridquist was in Santa Cruz, maybe like six years ago. And we all went out and got dinner together and you went to the bathroom or something. And I just looked at Derek and I was like, dude, do you ever think about how we're like this age and still screaming into a microphone? Like when I was like, a kid, was uh, we went to a uh, beer 30 together. Oh, okay. And I was just like, I just can't believe that we're still, I never thought that I would be this old and still screaming into a microphone. And it, I feel like it's such a gift that yeah. I still get to do that in any capacity. I don't, I wouldn't care if it's a, us playing local shows or touring or whatever. I just can't capacity, believe yeah. I'm still doing it. Yeah. And that to me is like this surreal gift that we get to like travel the world doing this. It's crazy. It's oh, very lucky. And a lot of people get uh, really jaded and take it for granted, including myself. <clears throat> There's been many times where I've taken it for granted, where I've just not cared about it at all. Yeah. And that's what I think is so cool about sort of starting over with Entheos, you know, cause we, I, we started from nothing and I was already 30. I turned 30 on our first tour. Yeah. So it's been cool to do it all again and get to really appreciate uh, where we're at now. Absolutely. Because I I didn't know if we could do it again. Yeah. I think it was a bit different for you because you, you know, when animosity was like popping off, you were maybe 20 years old. And when you're that young, it's hard to understand how hard it is to be in that position and how many people wished that they were doing that and how like lucky you are. So it's really cool to me that you got the chance to experience that over again and experience what it's like to like build a band from scratch and go through all of the hardships when you're like a really full formed adult human and you aren't taking that any of that for granted. Yeah, when you're um, when you're younger, it's like being a little like a kid, you know, like learning to walk when you're a kid, or talk. You, you just do it because that's the stage of your life that you're at. Yeah, and it was, and you take that for granted. Like if you had to learn how to walk again, it would be a big ex- experience. Totally. And it's the same thing with you know animosity. We were so young. That when we were like doing the the um, the parts that were you know not you know sucky or whatever and that were not fun playing to five people on tour not making any money doing all this stuff I was a, a teenager yeah you know, I didn't care I was having the time of my life mm-hmm. and then I even did that again with animals when what? I was in my early twenties and that was still another fun experience and then okay I'm doing it a third time and now I'm thirty I'm like. Well, you know, it had a different uh, thing. I remember <laughs> you and I having this Vibe. discussion when you were making the decision to leave animals because you were, you know, starting with Naveen K. And I was like, honestly, do you really do you know what this means that you're going to have? Do you want to do that? That you yeah. are going to have to build this all over again? Like it's not it. It is not easy. Yeah. 
And I remember having that conversation and you were okay with it. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I am not, I don't really make very many decisions based on comfort or how big it's going to make me or any of those Never, things. Yeah. To a fault. <laughs> so. Uh, it, I mean, yeah. maybe, maybe not. It's something that I've always greatly respected about both you and Evan. Yeah. But it's worked out for me this time. Because yeah. uh, somehow we're doing it again. And we're about to go to Europe. Yeah, I can't believe it. So The place that we thought we'd never go again. We've said that a, a bunch of times. but But yeah, long story short, we're just, I don't know. We're really grateful for... Very grateful. And I just... You know, sometimes in the middle of the week when we're not doing the podcast, I'll tell Naveen, like, I just can't believe that we've been able, that we have this community of people. Like, we don't give a fuck how many people listen to our podcast. We never, ever started the podcast thinking that anyone would listen to it, yeah. let alone that we would make friends and that we would have this Twitch community where we get on and we're talking to all of you every week and we know about you guys and your bands. And I even see you guys talking to each other and like you guys have made friends with each other because of the podcast. And that to me is the coolest thing that has come out of this <laughs> is just the community yeah. of the podcast. Um, it's seriously so cool. And I feel like incredibly blessed to have all of you guys in my life because we decided to start talking into microphones every week it's crazy agreed yeah like when we uh we took a picture at the live podcast you know oh yeah we did and i was like this is sick yeah bunch of the golden lobsters are here it's great man it's wouldn't that be so cool to like do a live po podcast <laughs> at the end or something like a yeah that's what we were talking about that today <clears throat> we got to do like a golden lobster Meet up. Meet up, like cookout or something, you know, make oh, a bunch yeah. of food. Mm -hmm. Just have everybody hang out. That would be so freaking cool. That's what I would do. Even like if we got super big and we had a lot of money, dude, come on. Yeah. I would do. Oh, uh, me too. I'd fly all y'all out. lobsters are coming with me. You know, at that <laughs> Knoxville show, at that Knoxville show, I was selling our merch at the Whitechapel show in Knoxville and off to my right, it was just a lineup of golden lobsters. Yeah. Just watching and like hanging out with each other. And I was just like, this is the coolest fucking thing ever. It's so freaking cool. Yeah. It's a good time. But uh, we got some pretty good comments over here about people who oh, yeah, have gone right. to shows. Uh, yeah, I'm scrolling back up. I can't read this name. The get the good getting lig. Hoping to meet us both it's when we come guiding, to Bridgeman. Guiding light. See, I can't read no, words I when actually they're together, do think dude. That Naveen is slightly dyslexic. Did you know when words are pushed together, I can't read them. There's a statistic about how like many of the world's most intelligent people are slightly dyslexic. There we go. No, like if or words maybe, are pushed together, I can't read them. Anyway, guiding light. Of course, I see it now. I'm like getting. What did I say? Getting lig. <laughs> Okay, hope to meet both of us when we come to Richmond. Canal Club is dive barish. Asses everywhere in that place. We can skip and go to Guar Bar and <laughs> sip on Grandpa's old coffinism. Yeah, we've played Canal Club quite a few times. Many times. And the last yeah. time was the first time I ever even knew there was an upstairs venue. Yeah. I had no freaking idea before. I hope it's, uh, I'm assuming it's upstairs. I'm assuming again, it's upstairs. I prefer the upstairs venue because the one downstairs is so wide that it never feels like the room fills out. I really like that upstairs one, though. 
well, we have to load gear upstairs, which is not a good time. Someone is asking if you wrote KFO. Oh, it's no, guiding cer- light. <clears throat> certainly didn't do that. You certainly didn't. Who wrote those drum parts? Oh, Misha, Misha? programmed them. Yeah, because uh, that was already an album before I even came in the picture. You know, I had nothing to. You know, it would be. I would. We should try to talk to Misha on the podcast. I listened to a podcast that he did with um, what's punk rock, NBA NBA guys. Yeah, and I was like, uh, so much of the information that he was saying was just so. Like, I feel like a lot of people should hear it. Yeah, he uh, he Very, like commented on something I posted the other day, and then a bunch of people were like in the comments like, dude, you got to have him on your podcast. That would be, I would love to talk I to him. I could definitely ask him. I'm sure he would do it. Uh, Yeah, so they were by Misha. Um, Not a drunk. First time I ever saw The Faceless was in front of like 12 people, and it was the sickest show ever. All Akeldama material with Brett Batdorf on the kit. Did you guys know that Brett Batdorf is who filled in for Animosity when Naveen was playing with the Faceless? Yeah, we did a switch. That's pretty funny. Yeah, I know. It was really weird. Funny. But we got asked, Naveen and I got asked this week to do, um, like, an, you know, I have mentioned this for the last couple of weeks. You get a ton of interviews when you're preparing to put out an album. And one of the interviews that we got asked to do this week was, like, our five most... Um, the five albums that inspired Entheos, which is, first of all, the hardest list that we're ever going to have to come up with. To but, narrow it down to five. But one that we agreed on, it's not Akuldama, but we agreed on Planetary. We're obviously putting Planetary to, in man. the top five. Come on. Because would modern metal wouldn't really exist as it does, or the mo- modern progressive tech wouldn't really exist as it does without Planetary. I don't think so. I think it was a game changing album. For me it was. Me too. Uh, Man, when I heard that I was when I heard that, I was like, I'm gonna quit Animosity and join that band. Amazing. <laughs> Dude, Keen is one of the best so. metal songwriters ever. Period. Yeah. And every single solo that Keen writes, I mean, you know, all of those guys who are in the lineup at the time rule. Steve Jones, amazing. 100%. Derek, Brandon, Lyle, all amazing players. Um but like every solo that Keen writes is like a classic solo. It's like, oh, that solo. Yeah, it's like, oh, I've I know I've known that solo for five hundred years. It's always been around. Where's the Pappy emote? It never alerted. We should have Keen on the podcast. He and I were talking about it a few weeks ago. Get a tell all. Ben from Newfoundland, I always like to try and support the bands I love that have a much smaller following. Metallica never needs to sell another t-shirt, but buying something Volvodinia or someone like that could have really helped. That's absolutely true, 100%. Yeah, I mean, every single t-shirt or album or whatever that you buy from a band really helps them. Like we were just talking about pre-sales of our album or pre-orders of our album before this. And it's like every single pre-order counts. Every single pre-order. Your vote does count when you vote in the form of pre-ordering or ordering an album from a band, I can assure you. That's true. Um, Is there any Discord uh, questions or no? Or should we play that voicemail? I think people might have gone to Twitch today. Yeah, because they knew we were talking in Twitch. Oh, right. You want to play the voice? I actually want to go take a whiz and then you can 
Guiding light says, oh, wait, did you already already talk about that? Yeah, you did. Okay, hold on. Tanika, thank you. You guys have built something beautiful. Appreciate it very much. Only because of you guys, though, for real. Not a... Yeah, it's 100% true. Like the podcast was just us talking, you know, and then all of you guys came around and that's why something beautiful has happened because of it. Uh, Jordy, does Naveen still write electronic music in the vein of what he was doing in that project? Um, I guess I'll let him answer it for you when he gets back. Astral guitar, sing Wretched at Dirty Dog is one of my favorites, like 20 to 30 people. Hung out with the dudes and it always shocks the hell out of me that when I see them out there, they still remember me. Fun times. Well, this might be a fun fact for you is that half of Wretched shot our our live video in Knoxville. And Marshall, who is the drummer of Wretched, did sound for us on Tech Trek and he is Black Dahlia Murder's sound guy. And he's seriously one of the best out there. Uh, and Steven, Steven helped shoot it. Uh, Jordy asked, does Naveen still write electronic music in the vein of what he was doing in that project? Naveen K. Oh, uh, not really. Uh, to do that stuff takes up quite a bit of time. And, uh, honestly, when we started Entheos, I, I just wanted to be committed to putting most of my effort into that. So that's where it's at. Yeah, I think we. Have. I put out one. Sorry to cut you off. I, oh, I put out one song since Entheos started, and that was probably like right when we started. What song? Uh, I don't remember what it's called, but I just put it out on like SoundCloud. That is something that maybe I talked about it on the podcast. I know I've said it in interviews lately, but that is something that I really enjoy about our band, though, is that I think Naveen and I both genuinely feel that if he's feeling like making electronic music, he can make it and we'll, we will release it as Entheos or <sighs> you will make stuff that go, that's like along to the music. Yeah, or make, yeah, like a, some sort of uh, segue or add an electric. I, I just figure out ways to satisfy all that stuff within the Entheos project. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, I've definitely thought about making, I think about it a lot you know, making other types of music, but we'll see. Yeah. See what happens. The world is your oyster. Yeah. The Guiding Light, still waiting for that Entheos Ginger Tour. Yeah, that would be cool. We're, we know uh, Vlad, that's the name of the drummer. Yeah. We met Vlad a few, maybe 2018 when we played Heavy Montreal. Really good dude. Um, not a drunk. Entheos, decrepit, and Zenith would be the shit. Oh, and throw a wormhole on there. I agree. That would be the shit. We have talked about wanting to tour with Zenith a bunch. We fucking love those guys, especially the new lineup. Like you go way back with them. Yeah, I've known them <clears throat> forever. At this point, sick. twelve years. Will I ever throw in a sax solo, all of flesh rot? I don't know. It's kind of played now. Yeah. It's like everybody does it. It's yeah, not it's really a little cool played. I have to think of something else. Mandolin solo. Or flute. Something. Yeah. No, well, Keen did the flute. Yeah, he did. Oh, God. Keen doesn't get his... Keen did saxophone too, right? Yeah. 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 So, 
but uh, really, you know, I feel like the the saxophone thing. Like we all know who did it. Who did it first? Yeah, Soul Niger, obviously. Soul Niger did it first. And mine was like a fake MIDI sax, so it wasn't even real. I just right. programmed it. Yeah. Uh, you want the voicemail? Oh yeah, oh, let's yeah, do the voicemail. It. Uh, oh shit, my bad. Try it again. Start all of your intense hand. Alright, we'll have one eventually. Uh, there you go, there you go. Hey, what's up, Cheney and Dean? Uh, big fan of you guys, big fan of Entheos. I appreciate all of your art, all of your intense, brutal music that I just love so much. Um, my question for you guys is on a day to day basis, you know, sometimes you have those days where you feel, like, hopeless, where you feel that you've ruined your life and you can't, you can't ever have the life that you, that you want. And, and in, those, in those moments, what, what keeps you guys going? What, uh, what is the one thing that, you, that lights your fire every day, I guess, is my question. <laughs> All right, I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Uh... Well, I'd say if I'm really feeling, if I'm feeling that down, then I'm just looking for anything that makes me feel okay. You know, it could be just appreciating something that, you know, it could be anything. I mean, at the at years ago, when I was about 25, I kind of had a little bit of a little bout with depression. <clears throat> and I remember sometimes I would kind of, feel um like hopeless like that and i would just i would just try to think of anything that i was into so i mean i would be I would, for me it was like call of duty that i would just think of that and be like okay i still like playing call of duty so i'm gonna be all right um so that would be the first step um that's if you're completely down in the dumps uh but for me personally i mean not that intense for me now i just try to think of stuff that i appreciate i mean like doesn't have to be being in a band or it has doesn't have to have to do with anything anything like that you know it could be i have really nice food to eat and you know i have cheney in my life i have uh so many good things and it my problems with my band not being big enough or you know whatever it's not it's 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 insignificant. It's a luxury that I have that problem. Yeah. I I totally agree with that and I was thinking like what is the smallest thing that I could be I just think of anything that I'm grateful for. Like any little thing because that can pull me out of darkness. Like whether it's Naveen uh having, you know, a home to be in, our amazing cats, my family, my friends, all of you guys, like there, there are just so many things that are, you can't really quantify what they, like what they are, but it's just the, the, the brightness in my life. Like it doesn't have to be some achievement or like some crazy thing that I want yeah. or, you know, none of that. It's kind of like, look what he said. Uh, he was saying, 
that life's not like going the way that you want. Yeah. Right. I mean, he didn't say that he was starving or right. homeless. Right. So he's really just falling into the trap of comparing his life where it's at now to some sort of made up best case scenario in right. his mind. Right. So it's kind of like this, we all do it. And it's this like torture that we do to ourselves. Yeah. And I was actually thinking about that today. I was thinking about how we play these mental games with ourselves a lot. Like if somebody said to me like, oh, Naveen, I'm going to give you a million dollars tomorrow. You know, like it's going down. It's good. I'm going to give you a million dollars. I would be really excited. And let's say the next day they they were like, you know what? I'm actually not going to do it. Then I would be upset. I would be angry. Right. You said you're going to give me a million dollars. But nothing has actually happened. Or I, I didn't have a million yeah. before, and I didn't have a million the next day. Mm-hmm. It doesn't actually matter. Right. So it's really your mindset that determines these things. You know, and maybe you want something, you're fo- too focused on the results, like what we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. And maybe you just need to focus on the artistic release. Yeah, I also think, like in a way of like putting that stuff out there, you can also, if you feel like life isn't going your way, then first of all, back to the being honest with yourself. Well, what does life look like if it's going exactly your way? So you can make a list, making a list of the things that you want to achieve is really great. And then you can put it out there and you can see it exactly what you want. And I think that if you just make a tiny step toward any of those things that you think would be living, you know, your best life or the life that you want to live, then that's how you pull yourself out of that. That's how life starts to go your way. Yeah, you have to have an aim to get where you want to go. Yeah. But I would say that mo- a lot of people are really caught up in the idea that once they get there, they're going to be happy. Right. But... You need to try to develop a certain ease now. Yeah. Because the peace isn't out there. Mm-hmm. You know, the peace is, is here. Yeah, I can put it in band terms. Ten years ago, if you told me, oh, your band is going to be on Metal Blade. You're going to be like going on these cool tours. You're going to be, people are going to be, anticipating your record coming out. You're putting out this cool record with musicians who you really love and all of these things are happening. It's like me now, I'm no happier or different or like nothing is like better than it was 10 years ago when I didn't have any of those things. It's all just been about my mindset. It's all just been about me being happy and like keeping a neutral thing. Nothing for me on like a nothing has made me happier. Like getting all of those things hasn't increased my, my mood on a daily basis or made anything like within me better. It's all just about the mindset that I've had the entire time. Like nothing is different at all. Yeah. And a lot of people say this, you know, that's what spirituality is. You know, a lot of people say, these, these, these type of things. Jim Carrey and you know, a lot of celebrities will say, I wish people could know what it was like to be famous because 
you could see that it's not that important. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's not to say that none of it's enjoyable, but I look at it like a dessert. You know, I know that when I eat a dessert, it's not for nourishing my body. I know that it has nothing more than some temporary pleasure. Right. I'm not thinking, oh, one day I'm going to only be able to eat dessert. You know, it's just, you know, you're going to eat it. It's going to be good for a minute and then it's going to be over. Yep. And that's the same way with getting new things, you know, getting a new computer or whatever. And we can, we can appreciate the things, but ultimately it should be helping you be in the moment and, and enjoy your day to day doing that thing that you love to do. That's the most important thing. Yeah. It's kind of like what we were talking about last week when Shelton called in and we were, you were talking about how all of these emotions, they pass and you just have to kind of look at the, the thousand foot view and see it as, or 10,000 foot view and (laughs) see it as all of these things will pass. Well, it all passes. Like any of it passes. We're all going to die. Like that's the, 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 the one real thing in this world is that we're all going to die. All of these things pass. And it's just about like finding the small little things that can bring you happiness on a day-to-day basis. That's really what living is about, I think, is just enjoying the day. And like all of the, any achievement or any like thing about where you're, you want your life to be, that's all great. It gives us like, it gives us goals and things to work toward, but none of those things are who we are. Yeah. What we are is just the person within. So it's, it's important, I think, to focus on that. I agree. And try to, yeah, you're just trying to expand. Yeah. As a person. Mm-hmm. That's what we want to do. That's what thing, everything wants to expand. The universe is expanding, right? Human, a never-expanding human. Trying to expand. Earlier, we were talking about how bummed we are that I already used that song title. I know, I was like, That's such a cool song title. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, every everything's trying to expand. Yeah, well, you know, I like like even if you put like the cats outside, you know, they're mm-hmm. like smelling around and they're trying to see how much they can know. So that, I don't know how we got there, but that's yeah. I know. Uh, I hope that I was thinking while we were saying this. I was like, I hope we're like getting to his point. Oh yeah, like yeah. A his point bit. is that's what I'm, I don't that's know what I'm if saying. I was, you need to focus, but I was really trying. Yeah, you should focus on the things that you um, can do. Yeah, that you love to do. There we and go. And try to expand that. There we go. Rather than think that I'm going to get something in the future that's going to. I'm going to get an ice cream cone and that's going to make everything better. Yeah. It's not going to. I think it's also nice to have a little perspective. You know, I used to be a caregiver and I have a very good friend who's quadriplegic. My dad became, I think that it was technically quadriplegic for a few years and he had to relearn to walk. So like on, and I have an, a friend who had like a really rare form of muscular dystrophy. So I've seen people in like really like, in circumstances that are just things that are so beyond like 
being bummed out about where you are in life. You know what I mean? And I've seen them mentally overcome these crazy obstacles. And to me, that was so important to experience, to know people who have been put in these really like these circumstances of having to relearn. My dad had to learn to walk again. My friend with muscular dystrophy had to like learn to operate without the use of his hands and legs. My friend who's quadriplegic, like she could walk for 50 years of her life. And then all of a sudden she tripped over a doorframe and she couldn't walk anymore. And it's like, things could always be worse. And I know that it's super cliche, but things can always be worse. And people in worse circumstances are doing it. They're like getting through these things and they're finding a light. And you know what? If these are the strongest fucking people I know, and if they can find a light and a way to get through these things in their life, then I can figure out, you know, what's next for me and how to make it through this day. Because my band's not big or whatever. Yeah, fuck all that stuff. None of that stuff matters. Yeah. And I really think, I want to reiterate, I really do think that when you're not feeling good about something, I think it's because there's a lack of um, purity to what you're doing. You know, if you're doing something in a pure form, how could you be upset about something that you don't have? Right. It's not possible. It's not possible. All right, let's see what anyone's <laughs> saying in the Twitch chat. <laughs> Burning the Hive. I listened to a Ram Dass talk the other night, and he talked about just that, stripping away the roles and getting in touch with our true essence. That's right. Ram Dass, be here now. Almost named the album that, actually. Damn. Way before the accident. Oh, wow. Way before the accident. Ram Dass is great. Oh, sorry, I'm just reading the... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think this is... Um, someone was mentioning how we feel about spirituality earlier, and I think... Oh, yeah, I think it was burning the hot. I mean, the best thing I can say is that I really don't know anything. That's exactly how I feel. I don't know a gosh <laughs> damn thing. But that's a good thing. You know, if you don't know, then you're open to hearing what other people have to say. Yeah, that is when you um, know everything, you don't want to hear anything. Right. That is kind of like the the path that I take with learning about things. Like as far as spirituality goes, I don't I have no idea. Like I'm so I am not certain about any esoteric thing like that in this life. I'm not certain about any of it at all, so I'm willing to learn and I love learning about all of it. And that's why I, I was studying philosophy. You know, because I, I think it's really important to learn as much as you can to take a little bit from every spiritual book that you can. There's something good in all of them and there, there's bad stuff in all of them too, but you know, you kind of have to weigh it out and just consider everything. Yeah. Like, uh, I used to listen to Jocko Willink a lot. And he, he doesn't really talk about spirituality, but he has a point that he likes to make a lot, and that's being dug in. And when you're too dug in, you don't really have any room to like maneuver mm-hmm. or hear other people's points of view. 
That's so I've I have the tendency to dig in to one thing. Yeah. Yeah. I have the and tendency. And so lately I've been not. really trying to take a step back and not dig in and just hear anything. Why not? Why not explore the possibility of anything? Yeah. I mean, isn't anything possible? To me it's totally insane that we're like humans on a planet and we've built like we've come so far we've built houses we can drive cars there are all of these crazy things going on and if all apparently someone has passed the turing test which you told me a couple of weeks ago or something i guess it's a someone now right but uh it's like <clears throat> if all of that is possible anything is possible literally anything that's why I would never discount maybe aliens exist. Maybe they don't. Probably in some form or another. But I think it's really important to just kind of take it all in. Yeah, I agree. All right, geez. Well, uh, oh, I wanted to say, before we end we this podcast... A couple of Trulies made us feel philosophical. I know, I kind of like the truth. <laughs> like, it's kind of nice, right? Well, so, sometimes uh, I feel like I'm a little bit too, uh, I don't want to like say the wrong thing mm-hmm. in regards to s- something spiritual, quote unquote. So I'll kind of hold back. But. Well, there's not a real wrong thing here. Yeah, I, think. I know. I mean, I guess, yeah, you have to define what you think is spiritual. Yeah, seems like we got a pretty cool crowd in the in the G-Lobs. Yeah, so I think that they're pretty down to discuss anything with us, but I... To completely talk about something else. I wanted to, I don't know if we're going to end the podcast or what we're doing, but so you guys know I've been listening to a ton of albums. Like that's my new thing this year. I listen to albums and write reviews and there is a killer seventies prog album that I want to tell you guys all about. And it's called, it's a self-titled album by a band called happy the man. And this album, it's kind of like Zappa ish. Um, it's just totally bizarre. And totally, it's yeah. 70s prog rock. And it is so goddamn good. If you guys are into that type of music, then listen to it. I promise you will not be disappointed. I think that it's like going to become one of my favorite albums. As soon as I was finished listening to it, I was just like, I can't wait to listen to this album again. It's so good. Maybe we'll listen <coughs> to a song in the post well, yeah, show. Yeah, why don't we jump in the post show and we'll uh, listen to some music. Totally. Well, to everyone on the podcast, thank you guys so much for listening. Um. Yeah, go check out the tour dates. Go. Oops, sorry. <laughs> go check out the tour dates. Go yeah. pre-order our new album, or just listen to it on any platform. Whatever. We we really really appreciate you guys. So thank you so much for hanging yeah. out. <clears throat> but uh, <clears throat> we'll see you guys in the post show. We'll be uh, jamming some tunes, and uh, as always, we'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Love Peace. y'all.